Hi, hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Only Finance Podcast. I'm Charlotte. This I'm is Liam. Sorry, <laughs> this is Liam. We're still figuring this whole yeah, situation yeah, yeah, out. Fine. We are here to help you guys get a financial education. We both work in finance, kind of, sort of, but we'll come on to that. And yep. we realise that there is a huge gap in people getting help with their finances for a bunch of different reasons. One of one of which, which is a, a thing that I always like to talk about, is people don't want to talk about money. It makes them feel uncomfortable. True. We can talk about who we nailed at the weekends, but we can't talk about the fact we're £3 in our overdraft. And that is not okay. And that needs to change. True. Also, there is a massive uh, underserving of education at uh, uh, school level, right? You go through school being taught trigonometry and Pythagoras theorem. And even someone who you maths every day, um, I can probably count on two hands the amount of times I've had to, to work out trigonometry. Um, I'm not saying that that's a general rule of thumb, it's just an easy example, but you're not taught about financial services. You're not talking about, taught about how to use money, how to save money, the importance of it. Um, and albeit neither as a like chartered financial advisors, um, we've worked in and around the finance industry, dealt with finance professionals. So we're talking about from our personal perspective and our own experiences. That way making it, a little more real and dissecting the bullshit that you hear online through journalists and politicians and bring it into like a real world context because the last three years for people have been rubbish yeah and it's really easy for people either to get a financial education from their parents if you didn't get that you get it from your friends i got it in my 20s mainly from this guy and it's all about trying to educate a larger group of people because you can hear stuff being spoke about like Liam said about politics or about well this is what the cost of living crisis means to you but actually the general public are massively underrepresented so we're here to kind of open up a conversation and be like hey did you get into credit card debt because honestly same and let's talk about how one you can get out of it what you can do if you don't want to talk to anybody else about it and what you can do off the back of that we'll talk to you about mortgage interest rates we'll talk to you about the government budget we'll talk to you about investment products about the best place to save you money if you want to go on a stag do to amsterdam the topic possibilities are endless and we're here to cover all of those things but we thought a really good place to kick off for the first episode was to talk about budgeting and saving and we were having a conversation as to okay how do we kick this off and we were kind of talking about our own personal experiences with budgeting and saving And what we realized is everybody goes through the same financial life cycle, more or less. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start at 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever it is, paper round, right? I had one. There was, uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but I got told off because I used to ditch all the papers because my, I grew up in the lakes and all my paper rounds were up hills. Um, I threw some in the woods. But yeah, you get like, I don't know. £12, whatever it is, every time you deliver around the papers and you get in a little brown envelope and then it's just cash in your pocket. And then you go on to like your first proper job where you actually go on payroll and you get a salary and a pay slip and it goes into a bank account. And then you suddenly expect to become an adult and you know sometimes double what your, your pay is and have no concept of how to manage it. So it's a massive change. And you know, school, I go back to it and I'm not, I don't want to bash the education system because it's not very fair and teachers have enough on the plate and it's not them, it's, you know, the people that set up that, but, you know, you get, you know, you sort of essentially, you play Monopoly in classroom and talk about having a pretend job and what you do with your money, but with no context of like what actually happens to you after. Like I remember we did it in, it was like philosophy and ethics, I think it was. 
What kind of school did you go to that you had a philosophy and ethics class? Um, a state school. A state school. <laughs> um, but it was it was a choice. It was a, it was um, a it was a, as an A level choice or an AS level choice, whatever it was. I mean, it was basically like a game of life where you would just say, "Oh, you've got." You'd be handed a card, and that was the job you got, and then you got like told that that's what you earned from your job and you had to choose what things in your life you wanted like there was different levels of houses and different levels of cars uh, and while that seems all fun at the time like there's not an actual explanation about what any of it means so like you just go oh so this is just really like a big game of monopoly right and while certain you know people might treat life like monopoly because they're in a position they can financially it's not the same for like the average consumer when the average consumer consists of like 95% of the general population it needs to be like dealt with or spoken about on a on a level from you know idiots who've been there lived through the system and come out the other side nobody's talking about the fact that when you're a student you are so fucking skint that you can't get to the end of the week because you've already bought all the booze that you need for the week and that's the important thing and then you graduate from uni and you get a job or you know you go straight into work and you're still doing the same thing and at what point do you go i'm stuck like I need, I need to manage my finances better. Everybody has that conversation at a different time. Some people never have that conversation and go on into their thirties, maybe even into their forties, still having that. Mm. So that's what we mm. want to help with. If you're in that bracket where either you've been there already or you feel like I'm in a cost of living crisis, let's call it what it is, poverty. We're in that situation mm. and people can't afford to make ends meet. And you're like, what now? Because people keep telling me that I need to save and I can't reasonably afford it. You are totally not on your own. So irrespective of where you are, hopefully we're going to throw some figures or ideas. Liam's even made a really nice spreadsheet that you can use. You can download it straight off the website, which if we didn't mention is the onlyfinancepodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, and everywhere that you listen to your podcasts. But you can get some really, really handy, totally free information there. Exactly. Um... Looking forward to putting it together, uh, sharing it. Um, we'll welcome feedback. Like, do people find it useful? Is it useful? Uh, and ultimately, how much benefit is it adding? But, like you said, you probably know a little bit about us, what we do, uh, what we've done. Uh, mine's quite easy. I've always worked in uh, financial services. Um, I started in debt management for a company that packaged up customers who were in financial difficulty into financial management plans. And then they help them over a longer, really, really long period of time, sometimes 10, 15, 20 years, pay off their debt very slowly. Um, they also offered different things like IVAs, which come on to in different episodes. But through that, I ended up taking a job, moving abroad, coming back and then getting into mortgage lending. And then either through being a broker, dealing with customers or working for lenders, that's pretty much all I've done. Um, I don't advise clients. I work for the lender and I now work for a, for a lender called uh, Tab and we work in the investment space. So we offer financial products for people buying additional property, building property, refinance existing investment assets. Whereas I used to also work for a mortgage broker, but now I teach people how to pass their financial qualifications. So I've got my own business. It's still kind of in the finance space, which I think was the phrase that you used, which I'm definitely going to take on. Um, and that's why we wanted to get together and do this. We're both really passionate about finance stuff. And we think that we can add a lot of value. <laughs> that's Liam not being able to put his tea on a table for any of you guys that are listening to this. Um, where did we want to kick off? I'm going to have to check our notes for a second because I can't remember what our next point was. It's about, it's about, so it's about budgeting, right? Yeah. So 
everyone hears the term cost of living. Everyone hears the word um, inflation and you know people don't actually know necessarily what it means. And that's not like a bad thing, by the way, either, because I was probably four or five years into my financial service career before I truly got what inflation meant, what cost of living meant, what half of these abbreviations that people use mean. And like, if I'm working in the industry, and it's taken me a few years to work it out. Like, if you're not working in the industry, how the fuck, excuse my French, are you meant to know mm-hmm. what all of these things mean, right? You know, and, and this isn't about us, you know, shaming people who don't know it. It's about that it's just so underserved. So, um, yeah, we wanted to talk about when you're in that life, you come out of the life cycle, you're in the adult life cycle of, of, of work now. You've got a job, you've got proper income, and now you have bills to pay. How are you going to do it, Right. Now, it might seem obvious to some, like some people we talked about, like, you know, different backgrounds and stuff. Some people get a really good financial education from the parents. Some people, you know, just seem to get it. Some people, you know, just are very lucky and come from affluent backgrounds. So, you know, sort of the budgeting thing's never really a thing because all they've known is having money. And that's great. And, you know, they're very lucky. Um, But others don't have that. Others don't have the support network of that. And, you know, you know, don't know what it means to, to budget or how to. So... To kick it off, it's not mine, it's not an original idea. This is something that I saw, I utilise, and now I'm going to share. Uh, I can't credit the original person. If you ever listen to this, on the off chance that you do, I'm really, really, really fucking sorry, but contact us so we can credit you. Um, it's a 50-30-20 split of your salary. right? So we're talking about your net salary that you get at the end of the month, transferred to you by the company that you work for. You should be splitting that into three separate pots. Mm-hmm. So your 50 is your needs, all right? So that's your bills, your food. Um, fuel. Fuel, all these sort of normal day-to-day expenditures that come out of your bank account the day after you get paid when you set up all your direct debits. Those are your needs, right? Those things yeah. that you absolutely have to pay, okay? And that you cannot avoid paying. Mm-hmm. There's then, to make it backwards, we're going to go to the 30 aspect next. Yeah. Because your 30 aspect ideally wants to be your save, right? So this is you being able to take a chunk of your money away to put away whether it's into a savings account, uh, whether it's into stocks and shares, whatever it is, we'll go into these in a lot more detail in future episodes. And then the 20 should be your wants, right? So these are the things that you, like, you want to treat yourself to. The, the new your clothes nights out. Yeah, your nights out, your new clothes, your meals, um, whatever. Fun stuff that you get up to at the weekends, that's where that 20% is meant to go. I was trying to think of one word. Thank you for making it more interesting than <laughs> my one boring word. Anyway, so let's use like the average example. You did some research on this, right? We looked at like the average uh, income in the UK, right? So bear in mind, this is, a, this is a mean across the entire country. You have to remember that there is a large chunk of very high earners concentrating in a very, very, very small area called the Square Mile in London. But we can forget about those guys because they ain't going to be listening to this podcast. Uh, no, true, fair point. That's a fair point. Um, so we've looked at a mean, right? Now, you might live in an area where you're thinking of the numbers that we're about to chuck out going, fucking hell, that's a lot. And it does change. But we will put a link on the website. Yeah. Chris can remind us to do this of something called the Office of National Statistics and this gives you averages for regions everywhere and you can get so much information from that and maybe go into a bit more about how to utilise that information what it means to you but go so you'll be able to find a really cool blog post on the website and it basically explains the average national earnings for somebody in the UK is 30, well, just under £35,000 a year. So you break that down into what you get paid per month if you don't have a student loan. You're looking at about £2,350-ish, give or take 20 quid. So £2,350, you then look at the average cost of rent, 
average cost of gas and electric, average cost of council tax, internet, TV packages, your mobile phone, uh, your food, your travel, or if you've got a car or a car on finance. Now, I've bundled together a bunch of average figures. The one thing I'll take out of this calculation is a car. So let's just assume you don't have a car, you spend about £80 a month on travel. That's still going to take you to... 1900 pounds so what's that as a percentage 1900 out of Um, 2300 you're talking quick maths 90% plus like well over the 50% I refer to there so how the fuck are we meant to save the easy answer is it's fucking impossible right Mm -hmm. now these average figures that we're looking at are based on current averages right and without being really boring with numbers like these have climbed exponentially over the last three years. Yeah. Like insane amounts. And, um, you know, not just over the last three years, you know, we could talk over the last decade. There's a, a young lad I work with, he's 19, he's passed his driving test six months ago, and he complained to me that fuel was costing like £1.57, you know, and it was 5p more than it was when he first remembers anything about fuel. And I like, fuck me. When I, I remember it being under a pound. Yeah, 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 99p. 99.99, 99, 99.9, whatever it is, because they always yeah. put 0.1 under because it makes it look cheaper, right? And saying where everything's 99p, not a pound. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I said that to him and it blew his mind. Mm-hmm. So like, these figures are ridiculously high. Right? There's areas where there's going to be differences. Some people, you're going to be looking at an area where you're spending more. Other people, it's going to be less. Right? This is just uh, to try and paint a picture of how ridiculous it is and impossible it is to try and save and budget. Realistically, if you're earning that 2350 let's call it 2300 really easy numbers, £1,650 should be the absolute max right, of what you're spending on your needs, of which that £1,900 figure that you alluded to, they're all needs. We're not accounting for you know 10 to 1 out of a day fun time let's call it fun time without it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they're not accounting for you know doing nice things you know that 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 travel budget that we've allocated for right is travel to and from work right now i I live in london my parents live in the lakes we're filming this in manchester right so part of my fun budget includes cost of driving all the way up there and all the way back at one pound 60 something a litre wherever i paid in london so that's not even accounting for being able to drive and see your family. So what you guys need to know is if you are listening to these figures and be like, yeah, Charlotte, Liam, how the fuck am I expected to save? You are not on your own. And that's what this is about. This is a space where people can be like, it is impossible. Mm-hmm. And we can do a couple of things to help. Liam has made a really, really great downloadable spreadsheet thing where you can put in all of your direct debits. So you can, you can put in your wage, first of all, and mm-hmm. then you can put in all of your direct debits. Mm-hmm. So your rent all your bills, all your, anything that you sign up to, we all know what direct debits are. And it will tell you at the bottom what that is as a percentage, what is left over, and what could you be putting to one side. If you can reasonably afford to, then do it. Because there's something called an emergency fund and people throw that around. You see that in TikTok and Instagram all the time. And it's like, your emergency fund should be three months worth of your annual (sighs) salary. How can you put three months worth of your annual salary into a savings account and not do anything with it? And it's just about the little bits that you can do that will be really helpful. And that's what we're here to try and help with. So go on the website, download that spreadsheet, have a look, have a play around with the figures. You might be pleasantly surprised. I was one of those people for a long time who just never looked at my my bank account because I was so petrified of the fact that I was definitely going to be my overdraft. (laughs) For literal years, I never opened a banking gap and I never checked. Nobody uses cash points anymore to check their bank balance, but you get the idea. Yeah, 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 true. And if you're there... 
that's totally cool. There are little things that you can do yeah. to help with that finance fear. Yeah, absolutely. So let's look at the first nice, really easy thing that you can do that costs nothing, um, that doesn't tie up your money in a nicer, that you're going to get penalised for drawing money out of. Again, if you're listening to things and we're saying, what the fuck does that mean, Liam? We're going to talk about these in later episodes. But if you use one of these challenger banks, Monzo or Starling are two great examples, they have something called Roundups. In fact, I'm pretty sure all of the banking apps will have yeah, them they now. Do. Roundups are dead simple, right? So you'll go out and you'll spend £4.60 on something and a Roundup will take that... 33p and it will put it into a little pot somewhere so every time you use your debit card and you do not spend the whole pound it will round you up to the nearest whole pound and then that money stays separate so it leaves your current account per se but ends up in a little pot separate from that so if you then get to a point in the month where you're like shit i need some money right you can still access it. You're not going to get penalised. It's just, it gets you into a habit of seeing a bit of money every time to move one side, right? You're not forcibly saving anything, you know, and it's there separate. And if you don't have to use it, great, right? There's the first little chunk. And like, no one talks about like how small steps and transitions like lead on to bigger things. Like, there's a really famous interview from a Navy SEAL, really, the lieutenant colonel or something like that. And he said, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed, right? Loads of people have quoted it, right? Yeah. And it's a little things, right? And he talks about it's the psychology of just doing a little thing, right? That starts a process. Like if you want to achieve things, make your bed, you've started, right? I've done one task, what's my next task? It's the same with saving, right? It's not about, I'm not a great saver, by the way. I'm not claiming to be one. Um, I am the best person in the world to sell to because I just like impulsively want to, to buy it. And Every marketer's dream, like I something am. shiny flashes up and Liam's like, I have to buy it, send me the link. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's me. Um, and it's it, like just seeing that little climb, if you'd never like save, seeing the little climb will just trigger something. You can't define it. I don't know what the psychological terminology is or the, um, you know, the actual scientific words are for this, but it triggers something positive and you feel like it's progress. And, that, and that's massive, right? And that's massive. Um, so yeah, round up, use it. Um, you know, you can do things later when, you know, you can add them automatically into savings pots and all that sort of stuff. So the, it is, without thinking, without having to actually take money off yourself, a really easy way to start a process of sort of being able to separate. Because it is impossible with those numbers to set aside 30% of what you earn currently in a cost of living crisis to save. It's just not possible. With the roundup feature as well, most banks will do it through the app. So I bank with NetWest and you can literally open up the app and like arrange the roundup feature you don't yeah. even have to phone anybody to do it it's really bonus. handy yeah i um i think i save like 30 or 40 pound a month just through that roundup which always just gets mm-hmm. transferred back into my bank account so mm-hmm. i can spend it on something frivolous but yeah, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. is there you yeah. see it building up and it is really really beneficial yeah. to add on to that by the way if you have the thought now where you're like i don't have spare pounds and pence right if you're looking at your budget which we'd encourage you to do right? Don't be scared by it, but look at it. You round up your payments, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you're working out your budget, we've rounded up the figures that we've used as the example to you. And that when I've got mine on my phone and my notes, I've rounded up my figures, right? If you can't, if you're sat there thinking, I can't take away that 23 pence per spend that I have at the moment because it, life's just too expensive for me, fine. What you can do is just set up another account where you can just have your direct debits come out of the one that you've currently got, and then you transfer everything that's left, your spends, into a separate account. So just round up your direct debits to start with. 
That's a really good idea. And what I do as well is completely lose my train of thought just as you've said something. I've got no idea what was about to come out of my mouth. Nice. Perfect. I mean, we have slightly just been warned that we are crouching to time. Oh, yeah, we are coming We are going to get kicked, to time. Off, kicked off the microphones by the grown-up Chris. Yeah. Um, but just like to recap, like this is about look at, trying to look at things like realistically. Like Everything is fucking expensive and it is absolutely fine to be looking at it going, that's expensive. Like, I'm going to say this really lightheartedly because it is an indication of inflation. Look at the price of a fucking Freddo. Oh, you've, you, you've stolen my Freddo analogy. I, I don't care. There's a fudge as well. I, I did a jokey post on my Instagram about inflation during the pandemic while I was working and it was the price of a fudge on my lap. And about how expensive that is. Really funny because it was the Freddo analogy that basically took my business off the ground. Like the Freddo inflation analogy is like what I am fame. I, okay, I use the term famous very, <laughs> very, very loosely to all four of my Instagram followers. Uh, they all talk about that time you did the TikTok about the Freddo. That's what brought me in. So yeah, look at the price of a Freddo. Look at how much it costs when you're at school. I don't have TikTok, so I didn't see it on TikTok, but I saw it on Instagram, didn't I? Oh, there we go. Yeah. So I don't want to take credit for that one, but I'm going to. The other yeah, thing yeah. I was going to say is... If all of that seems really stressful and you want to make a positive change, just start by checking your bank account every day. Yeah. That would be the one for me because yeah, I was afraid to yeah, do yeah. that for years. Yeah, yeah. And people talk about all the little things as well. Like, write down, you don't have to, like, we're not saying now just turn around to your best mate and talk about finance or talk about your personal money situation or whatever it is. But start by just being able to talk to yourself about it. Like, you know, we're looking at, like, not being comfortable looking at your bank account, which, you know, I've been there, you've been there, and, and there's, fucking millions of people who have been at some stage in life like just talk to yourself about it like write down what you're worried about right and then yeah. just write down where would you like it to be like how do you want that to change right and then just work on the bit in the middle the story behind it right and don't take like the really hard thing at the moment is when everyone else is really struggling there's all people th throwing it around on social media about how successful they are right and that's great for them. And I'm, we're not going to bemoan anyone who's worked hard to get to where they are. But don't look at what they've done as being like, oh my God, I'm not there yet. That's not fair. Yeah. Like, you know, your see my business is a really positive example of you started it. And I remember the conversation we were having about it when you were starting it. And you were like, I don't know if this is even going to work. And then, you know, without going into detail, you sent me an overexcited voice note about two weeks ago yeah. about how well things were going. And that's in the process of a matter of months. And that all started with a little step, right? And that just, and that's all about the little step. That tiny acknowledgement, whether it's writing down what you're worried about, even if it's just for yourself or if it's setting up a roundup account, just taking that little first step and then just going, right, what's next, what's next? And we, hopefully, in between all the nonsense, will maybe help with those little steps, maybe give you a little stick to lean on the way. Yeah, we are here to open up a conversation about money so a big part of what we want to do is take the embarrassment or the shame or whatever you want to call it away from talking about money and we were talking about do we get a nerdy catchphrase for the podcast and yes we do we are here to encourage people to join the conversation you are welcome if you are not watching this on <laughs> you youtube prep me for that. liam is devastated that i just dropped oh, that one in no. but i'm pretty sure that that is all we got time for yeah yeah fox is yeah, fox is done, off she's done, done with this it. as well um thank you so much for tuning in we are hoping to drop this oh okay fox you're ruining the ending we are hoping to drop this podcast every two weeks. Uh, we might change that, but do head on over to the website. So it's the theonlyfinancepodcast.com. There's loads of free material that you can download there. 
Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, literally anywhere that you can find anything to do with social media. We are going to be there and we want to help. So send us messages, let us know if you've listened. We would love to hear from you guys. And if there's something that you'd like us to talk about, we have like an idea of everything that we want to speak about, mainly topical, current affair stuff. But um, if there's a topic, if something you want us to talk about, drop it over. Let's see. Let's see if we can dissect the bullshit from that into something more real world for everyone. That's what we're here for. Thank you so much for joining us. See you again.